let me introduce you to inspiring entrepreneurs. Hi there, my name is Ben Gothard. My mission is to interview incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world and present their stories to you, unscripted and unedited. From billionaires to Forbes 30 under 30 recipients to New York Times best-selling authors and much, much more, these people are living proof that nothing is impossible. Join me on this journey to learn from their experiences and become the person you're meant to be. Welcome to the Project Egg Show every morning at 8 a.m. Central. Three, two, and gentlemen, welcome to the Project Egg Show. Today, we have the honor of speaking with Curtis Ray, owner and CEO of Suncor Financial. How are you doing today, Curtis? Doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you, and I really do appreciate your time. So, let's jump right in. What is your story? Ooh, that's a complicated one. So I, uh, I grew up in a family of nine brothers and sisters, um, very modestly. My dad's a general contractor, and he's now 66 years old, has zero dollars to his name because he always spent it as fast as he earned it just because there were nine of us, you know, and it wasn't easy. I ended up growing up in just, you know, a normal house. I wrestled at Arizona State University, so I'm an athlete. My sophomore year of my uh, wrestling career, I broke both my ankles same year. And I said, no more, man. It's a young kid's game, you know, that thing. And so I got married that same year and I've always had a desire to be a business owner, you know, an entrepreneur. I'm a purebred. I just love creation. I love invention. I'm an inventor. And I started a granite countertop company when I was 22 years old. I'd never had a job in my whole life, but my dad always taught me, Hey, if you want to do something, just go do it. And so I started a granite countertop company for the next 10 years. And, uh, I made millions of dollars. It was it was crazy. It you know I was a little kid who never had any experience in working, and I made millions of dollars. But guess what also happened? I lost millions of dollars. And uh, my story starts at that moment in time. In 2014 is when my real story starts, and that is that as an entrepreneur, we believe that we need to. Make, 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 make more money. Make more money is the security feature. That is what makes you happy. That's what makes you free, et cetera. And on that day, on November 1st of 2014, I discovered that everything we've ever been taught about money is inaccurate. It's wrong. It's backwards. And why everyone ends up poor. So I don't know if you want me to continue on with that story, but that's how I got up to what I do now and how I'm the owner of Suncor Financial and that's the base of my stories, man. I just, I love business. I love making money. I love understanding money, but I've lost so much of it. One day I decided never again, I will not lose money again. How does that happen? And uh, that's where my real story starts. Well, if you're asking if I would like to hear more <laughs> of that story, my reply would be, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I would uh, love you, to hear that. <laughs> if you have about 10 hours, I'll get, I'll get cranking out. But no, um, so the story is then, I, I'm an inventor, and, and as an inventor, our job is to fix problems. I fix problems. And in 2014, I had my own aha moment, my problem moment, where 
On November 1st of 2014, I lost about $2 million in a single day. And I said, what happened? Something must have gone wrong in this whole picture. I did everything right. I treated my clients right. I did everything how I was supposed to. I had no debt. I paid off all my inventory debt, et cetera. And I still lost. And on that day, I said, I will never be vulnerable again with money. What do I need to do to make sure that I never lose again? And I started down a path for the next four years on becoming an expert in how money works, on how the system and foundation of money work, researching how the 401k is built, how the IRA is built, tax advantages, mutual funds, index funds, insurance products. I mean, everything that I could possibly get my hands on regarding money, the thesis of Albert Einstein, George Clayson, you know, John Bogle from Vanguard. I researched it all and very quickly I discovered that everything we've ever been taught about money is wrong. Backwards. So, so wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. In one day, you lost $2 million. We try not to have days like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a bummer. It actually is probably a little bit, a little bit more than that. That's the, that's the down, that's the down version of it. Cause I don't want to scare people away, but yeah, pretty much in a single 24 hour period. How did that happen? And please, please go into the detail of like what you felt like, what was going through your mind and like help us relive that experience. Oh, do I have to? I, I've gone through therapy for that, man. They told me never rehash this out. Nah, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist says I'm never allowed to talk about that again. <laughs> no, but um, th- so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I wrote a book recently and it's called Everyone Ends Up Poor. And it was an Amazon number one seller. I highly recommend to everyone because as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or somebody who wants to be financially secure, I believe there's more information in that book, Everyone Ends Up Poor, than any other book out there. And that's because it was written from the perspective of the guy who wasn't a financial advisor, the guy who actually lost, the guy who actually has businesses and grew a business and et cetera. And so I end up uh, in chapter nine of my book, it's called Never Trust Business. Never, ever, ever trust your business because when you trust your business, you are on a path to poverty. 100% 100% of the time, not 100% of the time. I got to say 95% of the time because there's, there's this statistic that says that 95% of businesses don't last more than 25 years. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we always believe that our business is going to be our financial plan, grow our business, scale our business is what they say, invest every dollar back into our business, you know, grow, 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 pay off your debts and all that other stuff. And that's exactly what I did. In 2014, I was 22 years old. I had, I'd never had a job before. And in my very first year of business, I made $300,000. I didn't know what to do with it. Me and my wife lived in some condo that was 700 square feet. Our mortgage was $400 a month. And I was making money that I'd never met anybody who made that much money before, you know? And it was like, what do I do with it? And, and so I did what everyone told me to do. Grow your business, invest in your business, build your business, buy your inventory, pay for everything in cash. Cash is king, all that stuff. And 10 years fast forward, millions of dollars later, my business went out of business in a day, in a single day. And it wasn't because it wasn't a good business. It wasn't, it wasn't profitable. It's because I had a partnership dispute. A single action of a partnership dispute caused this fight to happen 
one day, all I know is that I was really, really angry for about six months when I was fighting with my partner. I felt like he, he was taking advantage of me. Uh, somebody I believed in and trusted in was, you know, your friend betraying you is how it felt. And after six months of being angry every single day, being mean to my wife, being mean to my kids, just hating the world, I said, quality of life is more important to me. I called up and I said, I'm done. You can have the businesses. I'll start over. I'm an entrepreneur. I'll start over. And I started fresh and I started with a clean slate and I had $11,000 in my bank account, no job, five kids, married. And what do I do now? I build, I fix it because that's what I do. And uh, that 24 hour period was something I'd never felt before because I had never in my, in my professional career felt in despair or like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I always have the answer. I always have an answer. And at that moment in time, I didn't have an answer. And I had to tell my wife, like, I don't know. What are we going to do? I don't know. And uh, it was a unique moment. But luckily for me, I'm not attached to money. Money is just a result. You know, it's never the reason. It's always a result. So about eight to 10 hours went by on November 1st of 2014. And I was really like, what the heck just happened? But no, nope, I just said, you know what? Build it once, build it again. Where did I go wrong? I'll never allow that to happen again. Wow. So you literally handed handed over all of it to your partner. Just yes. like, here you go. I'm out. Deuces. I'm going to go start something new. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was a little bit forced, obviously, because when your partner has $50 million and my savings drained all the way down to $11,000, one day you just have to put up the white flag and say, you win. You have more money than me. You have lawyers I don't have. You have this and that. I'll just start over. And, and that's part of my book. I talk about never trust your business because you can't always put your money and confidence in your business. There could be a partnership dispute, a death, sexual harassment, someone dying on the job site, evolution, market turn, downturn, a million other things that happen in business. And as entrepreneurs, we got this stupid mindset that says we can always make more money. No, let's kill that stupid idea of we can always make more money. Let's just be tremendously efficient with the money we make. And that's how you produce financial security. And that's my calling in the world is to tell everyone, I went for four years understanding how money works. And it's easy. It's simple. If you understand the foundation and not trust your business, because that's Blockbuster and Blackberry and, and Toys R Us and Sears and all of them, how investing in your business turned out for you. It doesn't work. Your business, you're only in business for one reason, to protect and fund, give money to yourself. Pay yourself first. Put yourself first. Every dollar you make, part of it needs to go back to yourself, not to your business. Pay yourself first, then the rest goes to expanding your, your vision and your passion. When you first started the new journey of really embracing entrepreneurship in, in that different capacity and really embracing financial literacy and trying to understand, you know, how to not have that happen again. What were some of the biggest, and I know we talked about them a little bit, but I really want to drill down each one of them individually. What were the biggest discoveries that you made? The biggest discovery I made bar none 
and this is the most confusing thing to most people, is that the home run we go for is the reason why we end up poor. Having risk in your life, having things where someone says, oh, invest in this because it's the next, next hot stock or speculation or hype or all those things only lead to frustration. They only lead to frustration because right behind it is the strikeout. You go for home runs, you strike out, home run, strike out, home run, strike out. And the goal of the game that the world teaches us is to hit more home runs than strike out. And hopefully you're the lucky one who hit the home run at the right time and then got out. What I discovered is that singles and doubles, slow and steady, simple and secure, that is the key to financial security. And you will outperform home runs and strikeouts by three to 400%. By being able to embrace slow, steady, simple, and secure, not being fixated and fascinated with the hype and the home runs and everyone trying to get you on the next ground level deal and the next huge cryptocurrency and all the other things that go along with investing world, it's easier than that. And it all goes back to this concept that Albert Einstein really, really promoted, and it's called the exponential curve or compound interest is the more simplified version of it. But compound interest isn't exactly the exponential curve. But Albert Einstein told us that if you understand compound interest, you are financially secure bar none. It is the most important thing you could ever learn in your whole life, the greatest force in the whole universe, the, mo the eighth wonder of the world. It's everything. And what I tell people is, did you realize that nothing you've ever been told in your whole life is actually compound interest in its pure form? We, we think that index funds and mutual funds and stocks and real estate and all these things that we were told to invest in, they're, they're disguises. It's, it's, it's a disguise of compound interest. It's actually not compound interest because the actual def definition of exponential growth, exponential curve, is the growth whose rate increases becomes more rapid as time goes on. So it gets faster and faster and faster as time goes on not slower and slower and slower. But mutual funds and index funds and 401ks and IRAs and real estate are all designed backwards. You sprint out of the gate, you're in stocks and, and you're getting a lot of good rates of return, and then you taper off, you slow down as time goes on, which ultimately, mathematically impossible to produce good income in that. In that system, you cannot produce a good retirement income. And that's why my book is called Everyone Ends Up Poor, because you don't even realize it yet. You're going to get to 65 years old. You're going to have a half million dollars in your account. You're going to think you're totally set. And your financial advisor is going to tell you you can retire off of $20,000 a year. That's all. That's all a 401k IRA produces is because the whole system was designed backwards. It's not compound interest. It's the reverse order of it. You sprint out of the gate and then you slow down. And that was the discovery I made is that every system we've been told and taught, although it's good, there's nothing wrong with $20,000 a year in retirement income, but it should be 80. It should be 90. It should be 100 if you understood the rules of the game. And so I started going around and telling all these financial advisors, thinking I'm all excited, like, hey, I just discovered something. Guess what they told me? You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. This is how it's always been done. This is how I was taught. This is, I took a CFP course, or I'm Series 6 or 63 or Series 7 and all these different certifications. I know what I, I know. I, I read a book on it. And I go, except for the math doesn't tell us that. 
What Albert Einstein was actually trying to tell us is do whatever it takes to increase your rate of return in your later years, not your early years. But in order to do that, you have to embrace singles and doubles, slow, steady, simple, and secure. And it's not sexy, it's not fancy, but it wins. So I always tell people when they joke with me, like, well, Curtis, I can go get 20%. I can get this. I can do a great deal over here. What does it produce you for in retirement income? How much retirement income do you get off that? That's the name of the game is what kind of. And there was my son. <laughs> and so it, it's quite fascinating, the discovery that risk is the problem. Anything that's built inside a risk has to taper off as you get older because you can't take risk when you're older. You have to somehow produce the income. And so risk is the enemy. How do, you, how do you eliminate risk? How do you increase your compound interest in your later years? And it all goes back to security. Security, security, security is the name of the game. So when you're talking about the simple, slow, steady, secure, and compound interest and eliminating risk, like theoretically, I understand that, but what does that look like in practice? Yes. And so I designed this system. It's called Maximum Premium Indexing, MPI. And there's four rules of money. They're my rules of money. I tell people I do podcasts all the time now, keynote speaks, I travel the country and say, if you can embrace these four things in your life right now, you will have the retirement you want. It will occur. First rule of money, pay yourself first. It's the most important decision you can ever make in your whole life. Everything else is already done. But there's one decision I can't make for you, and that is pay yourself first. You have to legitimately take dollar bills from your paycheck or your business or anything you do and give it to yourself. You're the first person. Give it to your future self better yet. You're giving it to your future. The second rule of money is what do you do with that money you just paid yourself? You've got to go get compound interest compound interest, you've got to go have your money growing on itself. You can't put in a savings account. You don't want to put in equity because equity's dead. So those people will pay off their house really soon. Terrible decision when it comes to retirement income. Um, and so it's just compound interest growing, growing, growing. The third rule of money is what Warren Buffett calls the most important rule of money. Never lose money. You have to invest your money somewhere that doesn't lose, even if it's gaining slower or less money. Don't get tricked in the hype of the 10, 12, 15, 20% rate of return because you're at risk of losing. So Warren Buffett says, first rule of money is never lose money. Second rule of money, don't forget rule number one. You know, So my third rule of money, after you pay yourself first and you compound it, you have to put it in something that does not lose ever. You have to have security built into your system. And those three things are super cool. Anyone could have told you those three things. Then my discovery, my invention, my, my system is in patent pending because of this, the fourth rule of money. How you securely leverage money, other people's money. You've probably heard the acronym OPM, other people's money. It's how you use someone else's money to amplify or exaggerate your compound interest curve, your, your, your exponential curve. If you can eliminate the risk and 
amplify it, now you're getting seven to eight to nine to 10 to 11 to 12 to 15% rate of return on your money because you put security as your cornerstone. So the four rules of money, pay yourself first, compound interest, protect your money at all costs, and then leverage the crap out of it. I mean, I'm saying use every single resource available, every benefit available, use it to your advantage. And if you can do those four things, all of a sudden you produce three to up to three to 400% more retirement income than any 401k, any IRA, any real estate rental portfolio, paying off your house, cash, any of them, because your exponential curve gets steeper and steeper and steeper over time. So how does that all tra translate into an actual system? That's where it gets a little bit complicated. I don't want people to get lost in the weeds. One thing I, I say is if anyone wants to know the real details, because obviously we're on a podcast right now, so I can't fully just explain the whole thing. But while we can, I was- we can we can try. We can try. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get anybody confused and be like, oh, this is too complicated because it's really, really simple. The, 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 the system itself is super simple. It's complex, but it all does it for you. It's already designed. So your only job is to put money into it or pay yourself first and everything else happens after that. So while I was researching in my four-year path of discovery, I researched the 401k, the IRA, mutual funds, indexed funds, Roth IRA, um, cash, insurance products, whole life, universal life, real estate, I mean, all of it. And I said, what do they all do well? Okay, 401ks get good rates of return. What do Roth IRAs do well? Your post-tax, what do insurance products do well? They've got really good tax system and they're really secure. What does cash do well? It's secure, it's cash, there's nothing you can do. What does real estate do really well? They leverage. They can leverage the crap out of everything. They just leverage, leverage, leverage. So what did I do as an inventor or as a creator? Let's combine them all. Let's combine the benefits of every system out there into one system. You know, this whole instead of this whole diversification word they like to throw out there, which actually means we don't know which one's going to lose, so let's throw enough against the wall and we know some of them are going to win. That's what diversification means. You got to diversify. It means we don't know which one's going to work. So let's just do all of them, you know, and it's kind of funny how that works. But if you can build something in security and you can get the advantages of, you know, an index fund and you can get the security of life insurance and the tax benefits of a, of a Roth IRA and this and this and this and merge them all together all of a sudden it produces something really phenomenal. And it took four years to build this. Four years with help from lawyers and actuaries and tax consultants and IRS consultants and, and other financial advisors. And one day I finished it. And when it was finished, my mind was blown. Like, I'm Curtis Ray out of Gilbert, Arizona. You know, I, I got a 36 on my ACTs in math. I got a 16 in English. I'm not very good at reading, but I can do math. And when I finished this whole system, it showed on paper, on paper, it would outperform any 401k IRA mutual fund or index fund over the last hundred years, any scenario by up to 400%. Didn't make any sense. We hear these things, oh, come over here, we'll give you 10% more or 5% more or 3% more. And by doing something slow, steady, simple, secure, it outperformed everything by up to 400%. And what it is, this is the basis of it. 
It is a life insurance policy, a cash value life insurance policy, but I design it differently. I design it with the lowest amount of life insurance possible, according to this IRS code, this real, you know, an IRS code called 7702A. It shows you how much you have to buy in order to get all these benefits we want. So what do I do? I don't want to waste any money in life insurance. So I'm going to buy the lowest amount of life insurance required by law to get all the benefits I want. And the benefits that exist inside this MPI plan is you get a little bit of life insurance, all your money, once it's in the system, you can have no income tax when you retire, no capital gains tax, and no inheritance tax when you die. All your money is transferred to your beneficiaries 100% tax-free. Super cool. Then all of a sudden, it made sense. Why do billionaires have life insurance plans? Not because they need life insurance, but because they want to pass all their money to their beneficiaries tax-free. Okay, I'm an aspiring billionaire. So- I'm going to do the exact same thing that they do. The second thing that provides you is it gives you the ability to get similar rates of return of the stock market, 7 8% rate of return on your money, give or take, but no risk to your money. In 1999, the life insurance world came out with this product that gave you a 0% floor security, meaning you cannot lose money on your money. Your money that's invested for your future and your retirement, it is contractually guaranteed to not lose. It only makes sense that a life insurance company came out with that because what do insurance companies do? They're risk mitigators. They, they protect. They don't go for home runs. They don't go for you know, all the, the hype and speculation. They go to protect their clients. So in 1999, they said, hey, we want to protect our clients, but we'll also give them good rates of return. So we're going to give them something that gives them somewhere around 7% rate of return, but no risk to the principal value. All of a sudden, you can get really good rates of return like an index fund, really inexpensive because we're buying the lowest amount of life insurance. We have all the tax advantages, and we have no risk to our principal value, all in the exact same plan. All of this was already designed. This is where I come into play. I saw this, and I'm like, that is where I want to put my money. I'm going to put every single dollar possible because I can get a good rate of return, great compound interest. I have no risk in it, and all the taxes are taken care of. I don't have any taxes going forward, and that's awesome. Then they have this really cool feature. It's called the line of credit feature or the leverage feature, how you leverage someone else's money to double dip to get additional compound interest. And it's so simple that it blows people's minds. Basically, in this system, you're going to get about 7% rate of return on average, and you don't have any risk of losing principal value. You can take out a line of credit against your plan, against your money, not using your money, but against your money. It's kind of similar of taking out a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. When you go to the bank and you say, hey, I want an equity line of credit on my house, they don't touch your house. They don't take your house from you. They just put a promissory note on your house and they give you money and you can go spend that money. Real estate guys do this all the time. They are so good at leveraging. They buy one house, they put a line of credit on, they buy a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a 10th house all in the exact same dollar. And then they all appreciate simultaneously and the goal is to make a million dollars off of it, except for there's no security. So when 2008 comes a, comes a knocking, all the real estate guys blew up because they didn't have any security. All their houses depreciated and the whole thing blew up. But what if you could do that exact same process 
without the risk of down markets. If you could leverage without the risk of down markets, how often should you leverage? If you could make money on someone else's money without the risk of losing, how often should you do it? As much as you possibly can. As much as you possibly can. And that was my discovery. And it's in patent pending right now. It was an invention. And basically what it is, is we're making about 7% interest on our money. We can go leverage money at 4%. And we leverage money through our system and put it back into our system. Now, I know, let me explain that. Imagine you had $10,000 in your system and you're making 7% interest on it on average. How much interest would you make? 7,000. I mean, sorry, 700. $700, you have $10,000, you are making $700. If you went and got a line of credit against your money, you went to the bank and said, hey, I want a line of credit. They give me $10,000 of brand new money. It's a hypothetical situation. They give me $10,000 of a line of credit at 4%. If I take that money and I invest it into something that's getting me 7% and I'm paying four for it, how much money am I making on someone else's money? That, that difference. 3%, a 3% difference. And all of it was done inside the confinement of a 0% floor security. Because I have money in the system, I can start leveraging over and over and over and over and over. And ultimately, you end up making three to four times more retirement income off the exact same investment by understanding the rules of the game. All it takes is understand the rules of the game. And what I just explained usually takes about a 10, 15 minute explanation with some, you know, I have, I have, a, I have a webinar that I do where, you know, there's graphs and visuals and illustrations that make it a lot easier. So I don't want anyone to get all like, what did he just say? But basically the concept is the, the true discovery was interest earned versus interest paid built in security. If you can earn more than you're paying and you don't have risk of down markets, how often should you do it? As often as possible. And that is what MPI is. It's the optimization of secure leverage. The optimization of secure leverage provides a path to anyone, no matter who you are. You could be making $30,000 a year, $100,000 a year, $10 million a year. It will optimize your money and provide you to a path of full financial freedom and security that nothing else can provide. It's not possible. It's not mathematically possible for your money built inside of risk or your money solely built inside of security to grow fast enough to produce you a good retirement. And that's why 99% of people end up on low fixed income in retirement. 99. You ever hear that saying the one percenters, the one percenters, you know, we all want to be one percenters. It's legitimate. 99% of us end up on low fixed income in retirement. Low fixed income while we're working and low fixed income in retirement because no one understands how money works. So let me, let me ask you a question. Let's say you put your money into this life insurance plan and you're now making 7% on your money and you then take out credit against that money and you put it at 4% and you put it back into that same asset. What happens if you don't achieve that 7%? 
Yeah, and so the market, inside of our system, we have a 0% floor and an 11.5% cap, meaning we're in the S&P 500. We're not actually in the S&P 500, but we get credited according to the S&P 500. So you get a zero floor, but the most you can ever get is 11.5. Some years you're at zero, some years you're at 11.5, some years you're at eight, three, five, nine, whatever else, all the different things. Historical data tells us we're going to average seven. Some years are zero, so your account pays for that 4% interest. Some years are 11 and a half, so you're gaining 7.5% interest on the borrowed money, 11.5% interest on your money. But when we stressed it, over four years, I stressed it over every single stock market result since 1900. Every single 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 year segment since 1900. And its success rate, was 100%. A 100% success rate, even with some down years. Yeah, we have a down year here and there. One, ever, one out of every give or take five or six years is a down year. So you make a bunch of extra interest in five years, and then your account pays interest in one year. And it kind of does this fluctuation, but over the historical data of the stock market, we outperform it three to 400% in every single scenario. And so it's funny as I wrote this thesis, I call it a thesis, but I wasn't in school. So we'll call it a white paper. I wrote this white paper, completely nerdy, man. I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> you can trust nerds when it, when it comes too. to money, <laughs> you can trust nerds. But I wrote this white paper and you can only imagine what the title was called, The Science of Retirement. And I thought that was such a cool title, right? It's the science of retirement that if you can eliminate emotion out of money, if you can eliminate all the things like the second you said it's a life insurance policy, most people are like, oh, I've heard about life insurance policies. Dave Ramsey told me not to do a life insurance policy and put cash into it. Uh, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. This has never been done by buying the least and doing this and this and this. I mean, it was built. It was constructed with all the benefits of everyone to put it into one. So I wrote all my data and research in this 15-page white paper called The Science of Retirement. And it spells out exactly how you do it, when you do it, how you do it, where you do it, why you do it, and the results and, and all that fun stuff. And this really, really mega billion dollar business end up reading my white paper. And they end up, I end up talking to them and they said, there's no way this works. It's too simple. There's no way some dude in Gilbert, Arizona cracked the code on how you optimize money inside of security by leveraging the crap out of it, you know? That, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And I, I joke that like, you know, I'm not a finance major, but I'm a math nerd, you know? I didn't need someone to tell me, I didn't need to read a book on how math works, you know? I just, I know it, I, I feel it, and I believe in it. And I said, you know what? Is it legal, is it compliant? I don't know. Because I'm not in your world. I'm not in insurance and SEC and finance and all that other stuff. <clears throat> but I know the math is right. And so a couple months later, they called me up and they said, holy crap, it works. I know it works. And they go, there are a few things we got to fix. And we fixed them. You know, there are a few things I didn't take into consideration. We fixed it. But this was in October of 2018. I mean, we're talking six months ago. And I end up writing my book the next month. I just cranked it out. It's called Everyone Ends Up Poor. And it explains what, how my, it explains my life. It's my life story on how I got to that point. And since that day, it's been insane. 
like hundreds of clients, if not thousands of clients. People call me every day. Holy crap! We've never read anything like this. We've never even we've never even considered the simplicity of money. Everyone always tells you money's so complicated, so complicated. You just got to go make more of it. That's how you do it. Your financial security has nothing to do with how much money you make. Zero has to do with what you keep and how efficient you are with what you keep. Slow, steady, simple, and secure is going to get you there without all the headaches and the frustrations and the anxiety of dot-com bubble in 2008 and what's coming in the near future. All that crap that we're going to feel, you don't have to live that because money is simple if you're willing to take 30 minutes and understand the basic foundations of it. One huge thing that a lot of people don't realize about money is compound interest is great, but compound interest has an ugly side and it's called negative compound interest. A lot of people, especially financial advisors are the worst at this. They'll be like, say 2008, you lost 50% of your money. Everyone lost 40 to 50% of their portfolio in 2008. You were probably too young to remember those days, but 2008 was pretty catastrophic. <laughs> when you gained your 50% back, you lost 50 and you gained 50 back. The world told you you broke even. You have a 0% average now. You are now square. You lost 50, you gained 50. That's not true. If you had $10,000 and you lost 50% of it, how much do you have? Five. 5,000. If you gained 50% back, how much do you have? 7,500. 7,500. You're still negative 25% in the actual hole when the world told you you broke even. It took a positive 100% gain just to break even. So 2009, 10, 11, 12, and 13 was a 100% increase in the stock market. And everyone's like, dude, we're awesome. We're the best investors on the whole planet. We just got you 100% return on your money. And little did you know, you just broke even. You didn't even freaking earn $1 in that whole time frame. And it is just terrible. The misconceptions and misunderstandings and the lack of education there is in the world on the basic foundations of money. Compound interest is great. Negative compound interest is way worse. So what do we have to do? Eliminate the ability to have negative compound interest in our life. You've got to have a security floor. You've got to get that 0% floor in place. And once you get that in place, all of a sudden, money's simple. So let me ask you this question. Let's say you're investing in, in the system and you're putting money in and you put in as much as you can. And let's say all of your other money goes away for some reason, like make a, another, like a bad decision or you get screwed or there's a, there's a crisis. What happens if you need the money that you've been squirreling away and it's been, that's been growing? If, like, can you get liquid? Like, how does that, how does that work out in a crisis? Sam, that's why I, I love my book, man. If you ever have a few hours, go read my book because it talks about the pitfalls of financial planning. And that is called restrictions, limits, penalties, taxes, fees, all of it. And so I designed a system that eliminated the pitfalls. So in our system, the majority of your money is always liquid. And so there is a scenario. I get it. Life happens. Three years into planning, you put in $5,000 each year. So now you have $15,000 in your system. Your air, air conditioning unit breaks. And you need $4,000 tomorrow. It's available. No penalty. No restrictions. 
It's a bank account. It's a glorified bank account that's getting you about 7% interest. But even more importantly, check this out. This is where understanding the rules of the game is completely mind-blowing. And the simplicity of it changes lives. You need $4,000 for your AC unit. What do you do? Do you withdraw it or do you loan it out? You borrow against it. You borrow against it. And why is that? Because your money will still be gaining you about 3% interest. Even money you spent, still gaining you seven, you borrowed against it at four, rather than recontributing it back in to double dip, you're at least still getting something. Where in everything else, when you withdraw it, it's gone. It's not earning you any money. It's gone. When you spend money, it's gone forever. It's, you know, it's spending money. And that's why I tell everyone, pay yourself first is the most important decision you can ever make in your whole life. There's nothing more important than that because instead of the, the, the Dave Ramsey way of pay off debt first, not a good idea. Pay down your mortgage, not a good idea. Equity means nothing. Equity does nothing for your retirement or your financial future at all. Doing all the things you were told to do don't do good for you. They're good. I can't say they're not good because having no mortgage is good. Having no debt is good. It's just not what's best. Because imagine it this way. If you pay yourself first and you put your money into compound interest, security, leveraging, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it's now growing. Imagine you had $10,000 of debt and you take $10,000, you pay off your debt. What happens to your money? It's gone. Now I don't have $10,000. You don't have 10,000, you have no debt, so that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But reverse the order, reverse the mind shift on how money actually works. Put your money into compound interest, it grows and grows and grows. And from the growth, you take it out and pay off your debt. What happened then? Your money's still growing. It still grows for you forever and ever and ever. So that's why when I say it's all backwards, it's because everything is backwards. Everything is about the instant gratification. You get instant gratification by paying off debt. You get instant gratification by paying down your mortgage. You get instant gratification by investing in some really cool hype thing. Compound interest in the exponential curve, unfortunately, doesn't give that to you. You have to believe in it. You have to know that it's going to accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish because math tells us it's going to do it. So you have to put it in, and two, three, four, five, six years later, when it starts growing and starts doing some really cool stuff for you, then then you get to pay off your debt, go on vacation, buy the car you want, do all the things you want. It's just reverse the order and you get everything you've always wanted. If you're willing to delay it a couple years, just delay it. Pay yourself first, compound it, and now your money never dies. It never dies for you and grows for you forever and ever and ever. And now something's going to make sense to you. You know, you hear that thing where people say, rich people never use their own money for anything. That's what it actually means. Rich people always put their money into growth, into compound interest, something that's going to make them money. And then when they need money, they leverage against it at a lower interest rate than what they're making. And then from growth, from the growth, they pay, pay for everything. It was money did the heavy lifting. Money did all the work for you. And so the story to go and tell someone who makes 30 grand a year, 50 grand a year, 20 grand a year, that truly believes they have no opportunity of ever, ever retiring their whole life because they don't make enough money, you have hope. The only decision you have to make is pay yourself first. If you can put in 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, whatever that number is, 
we can have you an awesome retirement in 20 to 30 years from today. That's all it took is making so, the decision to put yourself first. So let me ask you this. Let's say somebody is going out and they want to make this happen. Clearly, they can, they can work with you. Um, but let's say they want to do this on their own. Can they go and open up uh, this life insurance asset or, or create this for themselves and then somehow structure it with that entity where they can take out 10% of their paycheck and that goes into that asset and then they can then, like, like how would they then borrow against it? Like, how do you actually do that? Who do you need to talk to to make that happen? Yeah, so can someone do it by themselves? I suppose I did it by myself, right? But the goal of a financial plan is to eliminate as many unknowns and risks out of your life, out of your future life. So it doesn't cost you anything. So why have why do it yourself? You know, the life insurance is your expense. You know, the admin and the life insurance and that stuff is your expense in the long run. All your all your money is going towards what you're already going to pay for. The system's already automated. It's already going to do its thing for you. So to get set up in the system and then let it autopilot is the key. There's no point in self-managing it because there's real no advantage of it. You know, I've taken the last four years and working with these different carriers and these different insurance companies to have it where your only job is fill out this application. Typically, I send it in for you and I do get paid off that. If you want to eliminate that expense, I don't even know if you could do that. I think you have to be a licensed, I'm pretty sure you have to be a licensed agent to even submit a life insurance plan um, when it's a financial plan. You know, you can go do things online and get a life insurance plan. But uh, once it's set up, it's all autopilot at that point in time. So somebody, I guess, could try to figure it out like I figured it out, but kind of a colossal waste of time. It's already done for you. <laughs> well, yeah. So we can go that route, but let's say let's say somebody wants to figure it out like that. They they got inspired by what you were saying, and they want to go in and and they want to build their own system like that. That you know they could leverage, or they they just want to learn more about it so that they know. Okay, this is how I could do it. Oh, it 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 may make more sense to work with Curtis. Like, what is that? other side because you figured it out and I know you spent a lot of time doing it, but I'm sure anybody could figure it out. But like, what would that actually entail? It would entail about four years calling hundreds of people, <laughs> breaking it down, building an algorithm, um, a lot of things. And obviously I put a lot of time into it. So I protect myself. Right. And I, uh, my whole system's in patent pending right now. So could someone copy exactly what I do? I tell them to avoid that because I don't want any problems. Let's just work together. So I have a lot of agents and, and financial advisors who have contacted me and said, show me how this works. I want to provide this to all my clients. I want to provide this. If it's really as good as you're saying, Curtis, I'll sniff it out. I'll research it for a week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever else. But then let's co-opt. Let me use your resources, your carriers, your everything, and then I can go out to my friends, family, coworkers. I have a lot of people who are never even in the industry. And they go, man, Curtis, your story is so inspiring. I love helping people. I want everyone, my friends and family, to be financially secure. Can I go provide this to my friends and family? I go, yeah, you need to get licensed. You need to become a licensed financial planner, you know, and that's not a very difficult process, but I can help you with that. 
and then let's co-opt. And so anyone who does have the deep desire to learn how it is, jump on my webinars, hear it, learn it, feel it. And if it's something that calls you, says this is what I want to do and help people, I completely facilitate that. So it it just seems like because it seems like the whole the whole point of this is to really really help people and help people become financially secure, help people get educated. Um, I don't know. It it just seems like it wouldn't it wouldn't be like a threat at all to talk about like how how it's actually done or what they would need to do to accomplish that on their own. You know, like it, yeah, you, ha- you have a patent on it and you know, I'm, I'm not saying anybody should go try to, <laughs> you know, mess with your patent or anything, but like it, it, it just seems like it, if it's patented and you've already taken the time and, done the hard work to figure it out and it would take a long time to figure it out then like why not just talk about it and be like hey this is this is these are the things that you would need to do because yeah and and i do like like i have a webinar tomorrow at noon so if anyone wanted to jump on that webinar tomorrow at noon i talk about exactly how it's built i don't hide anything i disclose everything unfortunately you do have to be licensed to design the plan to submit it to the carrier and say hey carrier here's a client here it is. You have to have a writing number. You have to be a licensed life insurance agent. So there's things that they would have to go through to do it. But like I said, a ton of people are doing it. I have a ton of people who say, hey, I'm going to go get licensed. I want to do this for myself. I want to do this for my family. I want 330 million Americans to take advantage of this. So I don't hide anything. I show exactly how it's built, but they do have to follow the legalities and the compliance. Like I said, when I first designed it, I wasn't compliant. I wasn't in the legal realm of what financial planning is, how you design a plan, how you submit a plan, all that other stuff. And so if anybody wanted to do it themselves, they have to go through the life insurance world, the NAIC, the the different compliance boards and stuff like that to be able to do it. And if they want to do it, awesome. Let's go save the world together. That's my calling is to help 330 million Americans understand money. Even if I only if only one million of them are my clients and two hundred or three hundred twenty nine million are someone else's clients, I don't care. Money's always the result, not the reason. And and being able to embrace that, where I just want to help as many people as humanly possible. So if you want to learn, I will give you all the education you need to know how it works. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want to thank you very much, Curtis, for uh, for coming on the show today and sharing about your discovery and and your invention and the path that uh, you took to to get to where you are and uh, i'm very grateful for the time that we've been able to share together so thank you awesome man thank you for your time absolutely and to everybody who's watching listening i want to thank y'all very much Uh, i love y'all y'all the reason that i do this so thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end and i'll see you on the next episode thank you very much see you later